developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Saskag Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Saskag Today. Coming up on today's program, oil content in the Western Canadian canola crop is improving after the drought of 2021. Veronique Barthay is a Canadian Grain Commission research scientist. She'll tell us about it. There's more evidence of just how quickly farm equipment costs have escalated. We'll hear from Kevin Hirsch, who is the chief agricultural editor with saskagtoday.com. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of Saskag Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Special. Welcome back to Saskag Today. Oil content in the Western Canadian canola crop is improving after the drought of 2021. The following numbers are based on the 1,748 canola samples submitted by producers to the Canadian Grain Commission. This year, the average canola oil content in Saskatchewan was 43.9%, compared to 41.9% in 2022 and 41.1% in 2021. Manitoba was at 43% in 2023, 42% in 2022 and 41.1% in 2021. Veronique Barthay is a Canadian Grain Commission research scientist. It's not maybe as excellent as what we used to have, but it's way better than what we have over the last two years. And I think we still don't have a good understanding of the effect of the smoke on the crop. But I, I really believe that the school night in July actually was one of the things that pushed the quality of the crop the way it is this year. The smoke Barthay referred to was forest fire smoke that was prevalent over much of the prairies, especially Alberta this year. The cooler nights in July helped canola recover during the crucial flowering stage. The minimum temperature is less than 10 degrees Celsius at night. And I think this is the reason why actually we have the high oil content this year compared to last year, because the whole July month was the cold during the night for most of the prairies. And, and that's played a big role because the canola had the time to recover from the day temperature during the night. Barthay is concerned about the declining number of canola samples submitted by producers over the past four years. There were 1,748 in Western Canada this year, compared to 1,895 last year, 1,969 in 2021, and 2,464 
in 2020. She notes there were no samples in one region of southwestern Saskatchewan, likely due to the severe drought. South of Saskatchewan, there is an area, there is no sample this year, which is kind of an issue because when uh, the Canola Council is thinking about expanding to the brown zone, there is not enough sample to really look at the quality of what is produced in the brown zone. And that's something that's going to be important. So if people have an idea about how we can promote the average survey and get more sample from the producer, um, that will be great. Veronique Barthay is a Canadian Grain Commission research scientist. She presented a report on the 2023 canola crop at the Canola Industry Day conference yesterday in Calgary. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program. That's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94 Ag Review. An amendment to remove barn and greenhouse heating from a bill that would exempt certain farm fuels from the carbon price was passed yesterday in the Senate by a narrow margin. The amendment, put forward by Senator Pierre Dalfond, passed by one vote. Forty senators voted yes, 39 voted no, and none abstained. It amends Bill C-234, a private member's bill designed to exempt farm fuels for grain drying, barn and greenhouse heating from the price on carbon. The bill, once it has been read for a third time in the Senate, will return to the House of Commons to be debated again. Conservatives have accused the Liberal government of running interference on the bill. Conservative agriculture critic John Barlow suggested the Liberals had appointed five new senators to bolster votes against the bill. Two newcomers and an incumbent have been elected to the Sask-Marley Board of Directors. Four candidates were vying for three positions on the producer board. The newly elected directors are Chad Ferguson of Nakam, Gord Mollenbeck of Engelfeld, and incumbent director Matt Enns of Rosthern. A record total of 1,659 votes were cast, 917 via paper ballots, and 742 submitted electronically. Directors will assume their roles at the Sask Marley Annual General Meeting on Tuesday, January 9th at the Western Development Museum in Saskatoon. The Baltic Dry Index, or BDI, a major indicator of bulk shipping rates, has climbed sharply higher over the past few weeks to hit its highest level in 18 months. The BDI is compiled by the London-based Baltic Exchange and provides an assessment of the price of moving major raw materials by sea. The overall BDI includes subsectors for the different classes of ocean vessels, including Cape Size, Panamax and Supramax. It's often seen as a leading indicator of global economic activity. Restrictions moving through the Panama Canal were behind some of the rise in freight rates, with congestion issues at Brazilian ports compounding the issue, according to industry reports. Winter weather causing unloading delays in Europe and China were another factor, while recent attacks on several vessels in the Red Sea were raising concerns over movement through the Suez Canal. French Parliament has passed a law to protect farmers from complaints from neighbours about noise or stench from agricultural activities to stop abusive lawsuits from former city dwellers 
who bought houses in the countryside. The bill, put forward by ruling majority MP Nicole Lapie and supported by President Emmanuel Macron's centrist government, was approved 78 votes to 12 on Monday and will now proceed to the Senate. French governments have long courted farmers, an influential sector that Paris ignores at its peril. The country has a history of conflicts between former city dwellers buying country houses and then complaining about rooster crowing, dogs barking, the noise of agricultural machinery, or the smell of manure. BFM-TV reported that nearly 500 farmers are currently facing lawsuits from neighbors taking issue with noise or smells emanating from their farms. Australia's winter crop production likely beat earlier expectations, but will still be down considerably compared to the record-large production in recent years. That's according to the latest crop report from the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences. Total 2023-24 winter crop production in Australia, at an estimated 46.1 million metric tonnes, was up from the September estimate of 45.2 million tonnes, but still 33% off the record highs hit last year. The national winter crop harvest was reportedly progressing earlier and at a much faster pace than in recent years. The earlier start to harvest reflects hot and dry finishing conditions in Queensland, northern New South Wales, South Australia and Western Australia. However, much of eastern Australia recorded significant rainfall totals in late November of this year, which delayed harvest operations in the region and likely led to reduced quality of unharvested crops. And that's today's AgriView. It's time now to head back out once again to Tanya Cherry. Thank you, Doug. It is lunchtime, of course. Hey, if you want to bring me some lunch, that would be great. No, I'm joking. Just come on up and get your GX94 Christmas goodies cookbook. Just reminding you that we are open right now, $10 each, cash only, and you can get as many copies as you'd like today on your noon hour with GX94 Christmas goodies cookbook. We're right here at GX94, fourth floor, easy to find us. Make sure you get a ticket, too. Let's talk to Danny Ismond. Hey, so when you win the Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery, what are you doing with the cash? Is it going to be something to do with maybe inputs? You're thinking this next year, maybe you change up what you're going to be putting in. Maybe roll the dice on it, right? You win $100,000 on Monday. I get it. I get it. When it comes to farming, that $100,000 doesn't go all that far, but it does help, doesn't it? It does change things for you. So somebody needs to win that $100,000 cash on Monday. And if you do... What is that? Maybe it's the vacation, though. Maybe you've been just working and working, and you're thinking, you know what? I need to get a vacation. That's not going to take all of it. No, that's a portion of it, and then you still have. It's right before the holidays, and it's one draw. We have 25 draws for cash coming up on Monday. Everything. Everything's got to go, including that 50-50 as well. So to get a ticket a couple of different ways, if you're going to be in Yorkton you want to get it in person, we can help that out at uh, the Gallagher Center. You can stop on by, get your ticket here in person. You can go online, too. This has become a very popular way to buy on the website at YorktonExhibition.com. That's YorktonExhibition.com, or plain and simply by calling. And that is 1-866-783-4800. one 783 1-866-783-4800. Good luck to you. It is the Orton Exhibition Cash Lottery. Welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. 
It's now partly sunny and plus 3 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at 1 o'clock. There's more evidence of just how quickly farm equipment costs have escalated. This report comes from Kevin Hirsch, Chief Agricultural Editor with saskagtoday.com. Manitoba Agriculture updates its farm machinery guide every two years. To come up with custom and rental rates for equipment, they need all the new price values. A new farm machinery guide has just been generated with much more detail than past editions. The farm management specialists working on the guide note a much faster rate of price increase than for previous editions. Over the two years since the last guide, medium-sized front-wheel assist tractors are up by 35%. The price of large four-wheel drive tractors is up 28%, with Class 9 combines up 27%. Large seed drills with independent openers are up 62% from two years ago. However, some of that increase can be attributed to ever larger and more complex seed carts. Options on equipment can greatly add to the cost. The resulting custom and rental rates in the guide are highly dependent on hours of use and field efficiency. The guide is meant as a tool to help set rates from neighbor to neighbor or within a family working together. It's a cost-based calculation and may not reflect the rates for those who do custom work as a business. The Farm Machinery Guide is available on the Manitoba Agriculture website. In January, printed editions will be available at Manitoba Agriculture Service Centers and trade shows like Ag Days. Meanwhile, a market analyst with the Alberta government has examined basic shop charges for repairs to farm equipment by a qualified mechanic. In the last five years, the average annual increase has been 4.1%. This year, from January to the end of October, the increase for 2023 stands at 7.5%, the highest spike in a decade. Shop rates in the Alberta analysis are now above $160 an hour. A shortage of skilled labor, increased wages, inflation, interest rates, utility prices, and lease costs have all contributed. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. Livestock Market Conditions U.S. live cattle futures for February are trading at 163.12 this hour. That's down 585. April live cattle trading at 166.05, down 545. January feeder cattle trading at 210.15. That's down 455. March feeder cattle trading at 211.82, down 565. February lean hogs trading at 68.97, down 37. April lean hogs trading at 75.57, down 52. And that's the livestock market conditions. The Western College of Veterinary Medicine advises that with flu season upon us once again, There are signs of a return of the H1N1 virus that caused a global pandemic in 2009. People are being advised to get their annual flu shot to help contain the spread of the flu 
and minimize symptoms if infected. Dr. Susan Detmer, an associate professor with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine, tells us about the H1N1 virus. So the H1N1 virus that originally was a quadruple reassortant virus, meaning that it had the triple reassortant gene that we see within our pigs in North America already, plus a Eurasian, two genes from a Eurasian virus, that all mixed up and caused a a quadrivalent reassortment um, or rearranging of genes. Um, The flu virus is an eight-segmented gene, and so those eight segments can swap out when two cells are infected with two different viruses. And that happened about 20 years ago, and in pigs probably, but we don't know. It could have happened in people as well uh, because they have the same um, cells that can replicate the virus. So we don't know how it came about, but we know that the genes were mostly pig origin and it got into people in 2009 and caused this pandemic that occurred around the world. Eventually we had a vaccine and the disease got a little better, but in the meantime, it became a seasonal H1N1 virus. So that seasonal virus, meaning it comes back every year, up until the COVID pandemic in 2020, when everything shut down, what happened when we shut down all of the movement of people, especially the air travel, we saw a drop to almost no flu activity. So influenza A viruses had very little movement uh, or infection of people throughout the world, and there was very little activity during 2020. In 2021, as economies started to open up and people started traveling again, the viruses started to come back. But the one virus that really came back was the H3N2 seasonal virus, and it was mostly this one genetic type. You know, more than 90% of the viruses in that first year and a half after the economy started opening up was this H3N2 both in the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere. We were expecting H1N1 to come back. It didn't seem to come back really fast, but sure enough, it did get into pigs. We know in Quebec we were seeing a lot of it, and it was human strain, not the pig strain, that was getting into the pigs, and it spread throughout farms. So we know from our surveillance there that it did get back in. We know in the U.S. the same thing happened from the USDA surveillance. So in 2021-2022, we started seeing more H1N1 again in pigs. So a little bit of background is I've been doing surveillance in Western Canada for more than 12 years, and what I've found as a pattern is that every few years there's a lot more H1N1 in human populations in Canada and the United States and when that happens we see more spillover into the pigs. So humans are going on farms and pigs are getting infected and up to half of all the H1N1 viruses throughout the entire flu season I'm 
finding are human ones instead of pig ones. So back in 2009, when it got into pigs from people in North America, it was fairly similar all, all across North America, the same virus in the pigs. That virus stayed on those farms because the pigs don't go anywhere. They're, they're not going, getting on a plane and going to Disney World and exchanging viruses. They typically what you see is it, within a region, the same viruses are, are circulating and occasionally larger movements of pigs will result in movements of viruses. But for the most part, what's on a farm, especially a farrow to finish farm, is what's going to be endemic on that farm until something, some major change comes in and they do an eradication procedure to get rid of all the viruses. Um, usually when they're getting rid of PERS virus, they're also getting rid of flu virus because the same methods work. And um, we've seen some success with that along with vaccination. But so sometimes I still see the same viruses I saw in 2012 circulating as of a few years ago in pigs in Western Canada, because those viruses just stayed on those farms for more than a decade um, and just evolved gradually. Um, the normal amount of evolution of an influenza virus you expect. But every few years when there's a major change in what's circulating in the seasonal H1N1 virus for humans, as that has these big antigenic jumps because of human movements and human vaccines, you'll have a new virus that comes to the forefront and they'll change the, the vaccine virus because that is the dominant strain that's circulating in the human population worldwide. And so those viruses I've seen over the last more than a decade now, Every few years, those viruses I'm finding in pigs, and that's the dominant H1N1 I see in the pigs because humans are bringing them onto the farms, and then we start seeing it. Most often, I see it right after Christmas, so January is my big H1N1 time when I tend to um, isolate the most virus because what happens is people travel and they go and meet family for large dinners and gatherings and then they go back to the farm with the pigs and then they cough on the pigs and then we'll start seeing that so usually by the first week of january every year uh, up until the pandemic occurred in 2020 we saw in my lab a lot of h1n1 in the january time um so the patterns were because of the shutdown uh, and the Lack of circulation of influenza for more than a year in the human population in North America, we did see less flu going from people to pigs. And um, thankfully for that, that did reset things, but we're starting to see it come back again. And this fall, we fully expect because it's circulating higher at a higher rate in humans, we are expecting that over this winter we will see more H1N1. And it's going to be, again, it's going to be the human, what's circulating in humans, which is much more different from what we saw in 2009. And so we have to make sure that what we're doing is 
actually effective to keeping that disease low and, and keeping the virus out of those farms. That's Dr. Susan Detmer, an associate professor with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine. We'll hear more from her coming up in a few moments. But first, it's time for your Commodities Update, and that's coming up next. Commodities Update. Canola futures are trading down across the board this morning. January canola trading at 6.49 and 40 cents. That's down $16.20. March canola trading at 6.58.30, down $14.80. March Minneapolis wheat trading at 7.33 per bushel, down 6 cents. March Kansas City wheat trading at 6.57 and 3 quarters, down 5 cents. March Chicago wheat trading at 6.36 per bushel. That's up four and three quarters of a cent. March corn trading at 4.84 and three quarters, down five and three quarters of a cent. January soybeans trading at 12.96 and a half, down nine cents. March oats trading at 3.73 and a half, down 18 and a quarter cents. And that's the Commodities Update. Now let's check in once again with Tanya Cherry. Thank you, Doug. We are at GX94 today, of course, with the Christmas Goodies Cookbook. And I'm here until 2 o'clock, uh, and then the show ends, and I'm going to go home. <laughs> but if you have time, you can come see us, 4th floor, 120 Smith Street East. Bring cash, just $10 each. Lots of people coming in today, so thank you for uh, making that trek in so that you can get your copy of the cookbook. We are counting down. We made a 1,000 at the beginning of the holiday season, and we just have a few left, so you can get yours today. Now you need a ticket. Let's talk to Danny Ismond. And I can help you get that ticket. Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery. A few different ways you can get that ticket. You can stop on by the Gallagher Center here today, like many have already. We're here, and yes, we can help you out. You can as well go to YorktonExhibition.com, or you can call 1-866-783-4800. But don't leave it. Let's not forget about that ticket. With the Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery, all that money going right into the Yorkton Exhibition and going back into doing wonderful things, like the Yorkton Exhibition Summer Fair, like the Spring Expo. You know what? They did that big renovation project on the grandstands, right? And that, that just ensured we're going to have entertainment there for years to come. Uh, is it going to be helping out with 4-H clubs and uh, the 4-H shows? Perfect, right? We're all tied to the Yorkton Exhibition one way or another. We've all enjoyed the shows, or you've been there with 4-H and you've used the facilities. Now's a chance to be able to help them out and give yourself a chance to win. $100,000 coming up on Monday and the 24 other draws plus a 5050 1-866-783-4800 is the number to call 1-866-783-4800 it's 1-866-783-4800 Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lotto Welcome back to Saskag today as you just heard a few minutes ago the Western College of Veterinary Medicine advises that with flu season upon us once again there are signs of a return of the H1N1 virus that caused a global pandemic in 2009. Dr. Susan Detmer, an associate professor with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine, outlines the best way to keep the H1N1 virus 
off the farm. Well, certainly we can say stay home if you're sick, but um, a lot of uh, farms are are faced with, because of COVID, not enough staff. So if people are feeling well enough, they are probably going to end up working just because of staff shortages. Um, If you're febrile, whether you have COVID or you have influenza, you should stay home. Because when you have the fever, you are shedding the most amount of virus. If um, you wear a mask when you're at work, it will help prevent the spread. If you cough, it won't be, you won't be coughing directly on the pigs. Even it doesn't have to necessarily be an N95. Obviously, an N95 is going to contain more virus. But even if you just wear a simple mask, you can reduce the amount that you're shedding. And it also helps keep the air, the particles in the air out of your respiratory tract, which actually makes you more susceptible to influenza. So all of those dust particles that are, are getting in and causing damage to your respiratory tract are actually making you more susceptible to flu. So wearing a mask is a good idea, especially in the wintertime. Um, when you're with the, your coworkers, if someone's sick, obviously you don't want them to be around. So keep keep yourself aware that if you are sick, you're not spreading it to others because then that person's going to be sick and potentially they're going to have worse disease and, and have to stay home. And then you're even more short staffed. She then talks about the expected pattern for H1N1 this year. So because we're, we had such a nice warm fall, we're just starting to see increased influenza activity in the last week uh, in the pig population across uh, especially western Canada and going into Ontario and Quebec. So what we expect is that over the next month we're going to start to surge a bit. Uh, Certainly that will be most of the viruses that are already circulating. Um, As the weather gets colder we turn down the ventilation on the farms and um, to keep things warmer, there, there isn't as much fresh cold air circulating. So because of that, we'll, we always start to see more coughing and more respiratory disease overall. But we do expect that there will be human to pig transmission, especially come December, come um uh, the Christmas season, and I do expect come January to have more samples arrive um, for testing. So because of of that, and what we know, uh, what was circulating in humans at the end of last season was was mostly H1N1 seasonal virus, which is that evolved version of that 2009 pandemic H1N1 virus. We also know that 90% of what has been detected this fall by the CDC in humans has been H1N1 pandemic-like virus. And so because of that, we know that's what's circulating in people. And Dr. Detmer had these final comments. I would like to add, you should get your influenza vaccine. I got mine a few weeks ago. I got mine in conjunction with my COVID vaccine. And um, the flu vaccine was updated. So the H1N1 strain did change a little this last year because, as I said, last 
spring it was showing up in the human population in the northern hemisphere and of course it continued in the southern hemisphere and so we have an updated strain in that vaccine which should match what's out there while we don't expect full complete stopping of disease when we get a flu vaccine we do expect it to shorten it i've experienced this myself where i've gotten infected with a virus that I had that matched the vaccine. And I've only been sick for three days when that happens. So instead of a a week-long disease. So it does help you recover faster if you do get vaccinated. For most people, um, the immune reaction will be minimal and you'll be able to get a short fever and recover and be back on your feet. Dr. Susan Detmer is an associate professor with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. It's now 1 o'clock. That means it's time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Becoming partly to mainly sunny, winds variable at 10 to 20, a high of plus 4 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy, winds east-southeast at 10, a low of minus 2. For tomorrow, mainly cloudy with a 50% chance of showers, winds east-southeast at 10 to 20, a high of plus 3. For tomorrow night, a 90% chance of snow, Winds north-northeast at 15 to 30 and a low of minus 2. For Friday, a 60% chance of snow tapering off throughout the day. Winds north-northwest at 15 to 30, a high of 0. For Saturday, partly sunny, a high of minus 4. And for Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, also a high of minus 4. In the Paw, it's plus 1 degree, Swan River plus 2, Dauphin plus 5, Brandon plus 6, Show Lake Russell plus 3, Roblin minus 1. Regina is at plus 2, Saskatoon plus 1, Hudson Bay, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington all reporting in at plus 4, Broadview, Mooseman plus 5. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a west-southwest wind at 5 kilometers an hour. 77% is the relative humidity. The temperature is plus 3 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for SaskAg today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. SaskAg Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.